Hey, and welcome to episode five of the Disney Park Princess podcast. We are Heather, Sarah, and Sharla, and we are excited to talk to you this week about our recent Disney cruise. Sharla and I had the opportunity to cruise on the Disney Magic uh, just about a week and a half ago, and I want to go back. But first of all, hey, Sharla, how are you? Hey, I don't know why you always mention me last when we do this. I don't know. It's, I, I think I have our names. Like sometimes I say my name first. Sometimes I say, see, now I thought I'd been leaving Heather for last. And so I left her name for last. But all right. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's okay. I'll I'm just it up. <laughs> All right. Heather, hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Charlotte, I think they just saved the best for last. That's why. <laughs> it must, that be, must it. be it. It's got to be. All right. So I know you guys have been... Our listeners have been so patient. We are working on sound issues. And so at this point, we're going to crowdsource. I know that we have a listener, uh, maybe more than one listener who works in sound engineering. And if you can help us out with some suggestions, we'd appreciate it because we're having issues with uh, Heather in particular. Her headset is just, her computer is not cooperating. So if any of you have any troubleshooting tips or ways that we can get her computer to just use her headset and not also um, give us our audio on feedback, you know, anyway, if anybody can help us out, shoot us an email at info at disneyparkprincess.com. Uh, we're desperate. We know you're desperate, <laughs> but we're working on it. And all the Google searches in the world aren't necessarily helping us right now. So, and thank you all for listening and for your patience through this. We're excited to start this and to do this whole project. And we're really happy with our content. So we're, we're getting through it and we appreciate everything that um, suggestions we've had so far and all the patience that you've had. Yeah. And we're trucking along because, you know, we certainly could take a few weeks off and try to get this all sorted out, but we'd rather keep talking to you guys because there's a lot going on and a lot of exciting stuff happening around Disney. So that's that's the plan right now. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for continuing to listen. Um, all right. But let's get down to it because the big thing that happened this past week, at least in my opinion, is that Disney raised prices on food in particular. Like, a lot of prices. Charlotte, tell us a little bit about that. Oh my. Um, well, first of all, they raised the price of soda from like $3.99 to $4.29. They, I don't, I don't have a list in front of me. This is just from memory, but they raised the price of a Mickey bar to, I think like five, five $5.75, something like that. Um, churros are up to $6, wow. $6 for a churro wow. now. That's so, a little crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Heather, do you remember anything more specific about the snacks? I don't remember specific prices, but I do know that they've raised the price on literally everything, even down to the food and wine festival booth. So when the festival started, everything was one price and now they are more expensive. So that's not fun. All right. And Heather, you are the first person I thought of when I saw that they had increased the food and wine festival prices. And this to me was sort of shocking that they literally increased prices mid-festival. Um, and I thought that was really startling. So somebody who visited on September 27th is paying a different, you know, paid a different price than somebody who visited on October 2nd. Now, the reason for this may be that um, Disney's fiscal year, I believe, ended at the end of September. Um, so that was Q4 right. ended and now we're, we're Q, you know, quarter one of their next fiscal year. Um, 
So, I mean, that might have something to do with it, but I thought it was very strange. Um, and so, Heather, I know that you are going down for food and wine in just a couple weeks, right? So, tell us, you know, how are you feeling about this? Well, I head out in about a week and a half. Um, and to be honest, I'm kind of just ignoring it and pretending it didn't happen because I'm still going to eat at the food and wine booths. But it's going to make me a lot less likely to pick up a cupcake or a churro or a Mickey bar elsewhere just so I can save money to eat at the booths. So um, I'm not really sure why Disney did this. I think you're right. It probably has something to do with fiscal year. And of course, I mean, look, food prices rise, things like that. So of course, money, you know, they're they're going to increase the prices. But I just, the fact that they did it in the middle of a festival or why they included the food and wine booths in it, I... I am unclear on, um, and it's a little annoying, but I'm still going to go and enjoy myself. So, Yeah, and one thing I wanted to point out is, yes, we are a luxury Disney podcast, but that doesn't mean that we want everything to be very expensive. We want to, just like everybody else, we want to get the most we can for the least amount of money. So even for those of us who like to stay in the nicer hotels or pamper ourselves um, and so many different ways, that doesn't mean that we're excited about this. We are definitely not happy. But of course, like Heather said, it doesn't mean we're not going to go and pay that $6 for a churro because... (laughs) Well, yeah, or in my case, a Mickey bar, because I'm not a a big churro fan. But yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, we've gotten some feedback. People are like, oh, just like stuff really expensive. It isn't that we like stuff that's really expensive. It's that we like stuff that makes us feel special, maybe even a little bit spoiled, a little bit pampered. Um, You know, we are unapologetic about um, liking sort of some of the finer things in life. Now, that doesn't mean that we want to pay through the nose (laughs) for them. Um, We want to get, you know... Like Charla said, the most we can for the best price that's available. So, um, you know, that's that's just that's just who we are. So, but I, I, you know, I was surprised to see them include the food and wine festival items in the price increase. Mickey bar prices, you know, think everyday items, everyday price increases. I get it. Disney's a for profit company. They have shareholders that they are, you know they need to answer to. Um, Those shareholders want to see profits increase. And, you know, raising prices is one of the number one things that you can do um, to increase those. So I get it, but I don't know. doesn't mean we have to be that happy about it, I suppose, right? All right. So moving on from the price increases, let's talk about our recent cruise. And why are we not still there? Like, why did we? I know. I didn't. I don't want to. I didn't. Because they made us. Because they make it. You get off the ship at like eight in the morning on your last day. I don't know why they make you get off. I know. But. All right. So tell everybody where we were, where we sailed, what ship we were on, all that good stuff. All right. We were on the Disney Magic. We started in New York City, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, we went then had a day at sea. Then we went up to the three different ports in Canada. Um, with another day at sea in there. And um, we had an overnight in Quebec City, which all of it was just fantastic. And we'll get into um, the specifics of it. But yeah, so it was uh, the inaugural cruise to Quebec for Disney Cruise Line. They'd been to Canada before, just never to that province. And uh, it was overall just an amazing experience. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. Now, Heather, you have, when was the last time you did a Disney cruise? 
Oh my gosh, I haven't done a Disney cruise in a few years when I was living in Florida because uh, it was super easy to hop right over to Port Canaveral. Um, but I actually did this itinerary that you guys have done years and years ago when the Magic first returned to New York because I'm originally from New Jersey. So um, when they announced their first sailings back to New York, I hopped on three or four of them. So it's it's a great itinerary and I was so jealous of you guys. <laughs> We had the best time. So, all right. So let's talk about, I guess, a little bit about what ship we were on. So we were on the Disney Magic, which is Disney Cruise Line's original ship. Um, and in fact, it is celebrating its, is it 20 years old now? Yes. Yes. 20 years old this yeah. year. Which for a cruise ship is, you know, it's it's not a spring chicken <laughs> anymore. <laughs> she's, she's, she's getting a little old. However, she did just undergo sort of some major refurbishments and a dry dock and I think it was 2016. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so I thought she looked like she was in great shape. What did you think? Oh, yes. Um, the Of course, the second you walk onto a Disney cruise ship, you enter the grand atrium and it's just always the most beautiful part. And I thought the atrium looked just as good as the first time I sailed um, several years ago. And the only difference is they've taken out the Chihuly chandeliers, which I'm still sad about. But it it opens it up more, to be honest. The smaller lighting that they have does uh, make the ceiling look higher. Um, but yeah, I thought that the ship looked absolutely fantastic. Um, the updates have been great. Even the older spaces like the staterooms, which obviously opened with the ships, have a modern uh, feel about them. They don't look old and dark, even, you know, at 20 years old. I thought the whole ship looked fantastic. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I did, you know, some minor spots of sort of rust here or there, but that just, that's just standard for a ship. You know, that salt air is incredibly corrosive and it's impossible to keep up yeah. with all that stuff. So, And I've seen rust on a brand new yeah. ship, so it just happens quickly. So, um, the spots that we saw like on our balcony were very yeah. minor and I'm sure if we had said anything, they would have had that <laughs> cleaned up right away. Although I, I, I was, yeah, I was to complain no, about nope, that. Nope. It seems worked fine to me. And I still have to say, even 20 years later, I find the split bathroom configuration, just one of the best things that, you know, any mm -hmm. cruise line has, has ever come up with. And Disney was the, the first to come up with the split bath configuration. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, if you've never been on Disney cruise line before, what they've done is they have taken the bathroom and divided it into two little rooms. So one room has the commode and a sink and some shelving, and the other room has a shower and sink and some shelving. So somebody can be using the bathroom and somebody else can be using the shower and they don't have to be sharing the same space, which makes getting ready in the evenings, especially when you're two girls like we were who are, you know, doing their makeup and fixing their hair and, you know, trying to get ready and doing all of that stuff at the same makes it so much easier. Yeah, we never had any issues being on top of each other at all because uh, we had Sarah had her stuff in one bathroom and I had my stuff in another bathroom. There were there's a mirror with great lighting in both of them, so we didn't have any issues at all. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so, what is your experience with sort of the? Actually, you know what, Heather, I'm going to ask you this because you've been on. I think the newer ships and the older ships, am I right? What, what what do you think about sailing on the Magic and the Wonder, which are a smaller ship, about a 2,500 passenger capacity versus sailing on the Dream and the Fantasy, which have about a 4,000 person capacity? Well, I've been on, on 
both categories of ships, and I have to say the Magic is my favorite. Um, maybe it's because it was the first Disney ship I sailed on way back when, um, and so when I board her, it feels kind of like coming back home. Um, and I think the upgrades that they've done on the Magic are fantastic. Uh, so they're really trying to bring the Magic and the Wonder up to the level of the fantasy and the dream, um, but I like the smaller ships. I like feeling cozy and you know, the ships are smaller, but there's less passengers on board. So it's not like they're trying to fit 4,000 people that they would have on the Dream and Fantasy into a smaller space. So you still feel like you have enough space of your own and people aren't right on top of you. Um, I think the only thing I personally really miss on the Magic is, you know, the Satellite Falls area that they have for adults only on the Dream and the Fantasy, where it's kind of just a nice sun deck with a little uh, waiting pool. Um, but if they got that, then the magic would be perfect. Yeah, I agree. Charlotte, what did you think about, uh, this was the, this was my first cruise at least um, on Disney that did not visit Castaway Key. Um, so mm-hmm. what did you think about, you know, sort of doing a, a colder itinerary? Yeah. And well, it was interesting. My last two cruises have been uh, to a colder itinerary. So Alaska and now New England and um, and Canada. So one thing I will say about Castaway Key and the smaller ships is when you're there, because they expanded it for the larger ships. So when you're there on one of the smaller ships, the island feels quite empty. So this one, without going to Castaway Key, um, while I love Castaway Key and I kind of miss going there. We didn't need it because we were, I mean, obviously we were in a different area. So they just put in um, some extra port stops in a different place, but it just had a different feel than a Caribbean cruise. It didn't, it wasn't warm. It was definitely um, cool. So you didn't feel like you needed the pool. You didn't feel like you needed to go to the beach an extra day. Um, So while I missed it, because I always miss Kaswiki, I didn't feel deprived or anything. You, you didn't want to be on Castaway Key in the 50 degree weather? No, really? <laughs> e- no, even no, even I, I was cold. I have been. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. I was cold. And you know when I'm cold, because anybody who knows me knows that I'm always hot. If if even I get off you know, the ship and go, whoo, I need a jacket. It's it's cold. It was very cold on deck some days. Um, not particularly when we were in port, when the ship was stationary, it wasn't so bad. But ooh, some of those mornings as we were sailing through the fjords um, near like Bakemo, for example, oh, it was very, very breezy. And I always feel so badly for the Disney Cruise Line employees, many of whom are from sort of more tropical climates. They just look so cold and so mm-hmm. miserable. And the, they still had the pools open, which was so great. And most of the time there was nobody in it, but the poor lifeguards were in bright red parkas and pants and standing there. Nobody's in the pool because it's so cold, but they have to be there because the pools are open and they were shivering. Um, so yeah. that was sad and funny at the same time. Um, and, but the good thing is, so they still had the movies out on the, uh, the pool deck, the, um, the theater uh, with the big screen. And then they had blankets on almost every chair. So you could sit and much like they would have a pool towel on the chairs, they would have a blanket. So you could sit and bundle up and still enjoy it, even though um, yes. it was Yes, and Heather, we missed you so much. Outside. We sat outside and we bundled up in our blankets and we got, you know, drinks and everything. And we just kept saying, we wish Heather were here. Oh, I miss you guys. I was seeing all of your pictures. I'm like, I just want to be on the deck in my blanket and a hot chocolate. 
<laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. You, you know me and my hot chocolate. And occasionally that hot chocolate, you know, may or may not have gotten a splash of Baileys in it. So been known to happen. Um, <laughs> all right. So Charlotte, let's talk about one of my favorite parts of cruising, which is the food. Yes. Oh, so Disney has a rotational dining, which means that you go to your assigned dining room on the night, the first night of your cruise, and you meet your table mates and your server and assistant server. And then each night you go to a different restaurant and your table mates and your servers follow you. So the first night we were in Animator's Palette, which is a favorite and of just about everybody, I think. Everybody loves Animator's Palette. And then the second night, we were in uh, Rapunzel's. And then the third night, we were in Lumiere's. And so then we repeated. So every... So every um, server was in their different clothes <laughs> every night, and they would tell us about the shows and that was going to be happening in the restaurants themselves. Because it's not just a restaurant. it's a Most of them have some sort of show involved in them too. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was really interesting for me. So because we were on a seven-night sailing and there's only three rotational restaurants, that meant that we were going to dine in two restaurants two times and one restaurant three times. And in our case, it was – uh, animators, I think that we wound up in dining in three times, mm -hmm. except for you and I actually went to Palo, which we'll get to right. in a minute. Um, but we would have been dining in animators three times. But it's not, not only is it not the same show, it's not the same menu even, uh, which is really nice. So it helps keep it, you know, a little bit fresh and, you know, it's, it doesn't get repetitive, I think, like it can on, you know, other cruise lines where it's the main dining is, you know, very similar every evening. Right. And our, um, our servers were fantastic. Shout out to Glenda, who was our fabulous, um, uh, waitress, I guess, head waiter. And, um, she was, she was just so good with uh, not only with the people at our table with many food allergies, but with, with everyone, she would suggest what to have. She would, I would say, you know, maybe I want, I don't want the scallops, but maybe I want one scallop. She would bring it. Uh, she would bring me, <laughs> you know, just anything you asked for that's on the menu. She's going to, she's going to do. Um, we just had a really great luck with our servers this cruise. It was fantastic. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And that's the nice thing about the servers is that, you know, typically, you know, your server will learn to know sort of your likes and your dislikes and your assistant server sort of figures out, you know, you know, if you order the same drink, you know, two or three nights in a row, you know, chances are good that, you know, they're going to remember that and maybe get it for you before you've even sat down um, on that night. Um, and that was really nice. But for me, the big, so I had dined in Animator's Palo before and I had been in Lumiere's before, but I had not dined in Rapunzel's before. I had not been on the Magic and quite a long time, actually, certainly before they added Rapunzel's. So that for me was the big um, surprise was how much I enjoyed that experience. Um, so I don't know, tell, tell everybody a little bit about what, what goes on. Not too much because we don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Um, so Rapunzel's was was great. Um, it used to be, what was it called? Karaoke's? Um, yeah, it was Parrot Key and then it was Karaoke's. Uh -huh, which was kind of a weird 80s looking tropical theme um, <laughs> and uh, there was no show it was just uh, more of a Caribbean menu um, and now it is themed all about Rapunzel and it the the whole restaurant it has lan the lanterns for lights there's a um, there's a lot of decor there's a hidden Pascal when as soon as you enter that uh, took us a while to even find um, just the, the entire place looked 
not necessarily like the snuggly duckling, but just looked in that, that whole tangled theme. You walk in and you definitely know it's tangled. Um, so then there's a show, there's two different shows. The first night we were there, there was a little show with Rapunzel and some of the thugs and they walked around and it was kind of like a character dining experience, but then they would go up on the stage and sing a couple of different songs throughout dinner. And then the, the, the thugs night, were the best yeah, part. They were so good. They were so funny. And then the second night we had dinner at Rapunzel's. They had Rapunzel and Flynn Rider there. And they did the same type of thing. They walked around character type meal. And then they did a show with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. They sang a couple of different songs. It was amazing. And then the best part, this is getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, I guess, but while we're on the topic, um, the best part is that night, um, oh, oh, this was during the Tangled show. It had nothing to do with dinner. We just happened to have dinner, I guess, at the same time. Um, but they transformed one of the pubs into the Snuggly Duckling pub. And they did a whole takeover of the Snuggly Duckling, which was absolutely fantastic. That was so Everything much fun. Was, Everything was themed Snuggly Duckling. So they put posters on the walls, like wanted posters. They put, um, they took O'Gills, if you're familiar with the Irish pub on the um, ships, they took it and just did an overlay. And they did it in just an hour or two, one afternoon, they did a whole overlay and it was absolutely adorable. Yeah. All right. So Heather, I know that going to a spa wherever we are, is one of your favorite things. And Charla and I did get to experience um, the spa on the Disney Magic, but little secret, the spa is the exact same, almost the exact same on every single ship. So Heather, tell us a little bit about the spa experience. I'm sitting here giggling, going, oh, the spa. Um, The spa is my happy place. And on each Disney ship, so obviously they have all the treatments that you would find anywhere, massages and facials and body wraps, and and there's a salon too, so you can get your hair done. I've definitely gotten a pedicure once or twice while I'm on a Disney cruise. Um, and oh, they also do shaving for men, which I think is so fantastic, where they go and, you know, they get like the, the hot towels and the razor blades, and that's just fun because it's not something that men get really anymore. Um, But my happy place would be the rainforest room, which is really kind of like a a Turkish hammam. It is uh, an all tiled room with heated tile loungers. And there are steam showers and scented steam rooms and saunas. Um, The ones on the, the dream and the fantasy have this really beautiful private deck where you sit in your tile loungers and you can kind of look out at the ocean and there's a private hot tub. Uh, but the ones on the, the magic and the wonder are, are fully enclosed and very dimly lit. And I just, it's the most peaceful, relaxing place. And I bring a book and I curl up in one of those loungers for three or four hours until I realize maybe I should go be active and do something. <laughs> and yeah, I really love, on the, I have to say, I do prefer the reinforced room and the dream and the fantasy. Um, to the one on the magic and the wonder, just because they do have that sort of almost, it's almost like open air a little bit because there's like little cracks and you can sort of get some fresh air and they have those hot tubs out there. And yeah, I, plus one of the saunas and the dream of fantasy has like a floor to ceiling glass window. So when you're out at sea, you can just sit in the sauna and look out at the waves and it's really great. But even the magic and the wonder was a lot of fun. Now, Charlotte and I actually didn't wind up spending much time in the rainforest room um, this trip because we were too busy getting other treatments, right, Charlotte? (laughs) Yes. We each got two treatments, um, a massage and a facial. 
Um, and uh, both were fantastic. And I keep going back and forth on which one I liked more. But uh, yes, I, uh, suffice to say, we, we spent a lot of time and money in the spa, but we definitely felt <laughs> we definitely felt pampered. That's for sure. It's research, Sharla. Yeah, it's yes, research. Yes. These are the things that we do for our listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it was it was they was fantastic. So we did a hot. I did a hot stone. Yeah, we both did yes. the same, right? Mm-hmm. Hot stone massage, and then the facials. And actually, one thing that I really liked about our facials, and I think we both had this experience, was you know when we booked, they asked which facial we wanted, and then I sort of hesitated, and the girl was like, "Oh well, the, you know the facials can make a recommendation for you," and that was great. So I could book just a facial. And then when I got there, she could really take a look at my skin and make, she sort of did like a hybrid version of two different facials for me. Um, and so it was a really custom experience and my skin looked amazing. Oh, yes, it did. And she, um, she recommended a certain type of, um, exfoliation, um, cream and I didn't purchase it there, but I actually spent some time this morning at, at a store looking at all sorts of different creams that maybe I could do so that the next time I go, the facialist wouldn't be so appalled in my skin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I will say that, um, you know, certainly they are, you know, again, they're another business and they're in it to make money. And so um, there is some sort of gentle product suggestions at the end of it. I chose not to purchase any. I did not feel any pressure to purchase any. Yeah, this Uh, one was, I wonder if they had some complaints about it or something, because this one was the least amount of pressure I've ever had to purchase any of the products. Um, She did suggest, you know, a couple of things, but I said, no, thanks. And she just took it right away. Yeah. Um, oh, so, all right. Heather, Heather, who's on mute right now is, is, is going me, 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 me. Okay. So Heather, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, I'm like, you know, I love myself a spa. So they sometimes do offer you products at the end. And like Sarah and Charlotte said, don't feel bad about saying no, cause they won't bat an eyelash, but I tend to always say yes. And the products on the Disney ships are Elemis and they are the best. And I swear I had my first facial on a Disney cruise, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And to this day, I still at home buy those products that they've recommended because they are fantastic. So that is all. <laughs> That's great to know. Cause I've, I, I think I've purchased maybe one of the products, but I don't think it was something also just while we're on the topic of products, can we talk about the amenities on the Disney cruise line, the yeah. H2O plus? Um, I, I'm a picky person. I'm 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 just a walking I'm just a walking sort of time bomb of like allergies and sensitivities and I'm just a problem child in a variety of ways. But I love the H2O Plus products. I love the shampoo, I love the conditioner, I love the lotion. And yes, Heather, or excuse me, Charlotte and I were completely smuggling like extras home, which isn't even yeah. like that's not even it's not even like it's not something you're supposed to do like they they know you're doing it, they'll happily give you additional, (laughs) but you know, I. Yeah. And you know, if you go to like, let's say you go to Walt Disney World and stay at a value resort, you get the H2O products, but they're just the okay version. And then if you stay at a modern deluxe resort, they, you get the same products, but they're a little bit better. These are, like you said, H2O plus, these are just fantastic products. Um, So everything that that you have your skin feels good, your hair feels just silky and smooth. Everything was to the max, um, and just the products that are included in your stateroom. Yeah, I mean, it really just so 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 good. Okay, so then let's talk about 
entertainment, because that's another big component of a cruise, right? Okay. So you've had your dinner. Mm -hmm. um, And then if you're on main dining, you see the show after dinner. If you're on late dining, you see the show before dinner. But then there's all the stuff that goes on, um, you know, in the evenings and at night after dinner as well. And I am not nocturnal. I'm not a night person, but I mean, we were up, you know, well, okay. So I mean, we were up until like 11 or something, maybe 12 each night, but nothing crazy. But late for me. Well, dinner didn't dinner didn't get out until after right. ten for us um, any night because we were on the uh, the late dining, um, which normally I don't do. Um, but as a, because I have a young child, but as just an adult cruise, uh, we were assigned to late dining, which was fine. Um, and our servers were so fantastic, we really didn't notice how late we were there. Um, but the the entertainment they had several different shows. Um, and a couple of them we had not seen or at least not seen an updated version. So the first one that we had not seen was Tangled, the musical, um, which is uh, Rapunzel, but it was, or, you know, the Tangled movie, but it was so good, so well done um, and very creative. They did it very creatively and I must admit that Sarah and I both had quite a few tears in our eyes. Oh my gosh. When we, the lanterns came out. Um, sobbing. It was, Straight up sobbing. Yeah. Let's be clear. <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, and then they had the Cinderella. You want to talk a little bit about that since you had never seen it before? Yeah. So they had Twice Charmed, which I hadn't seen before, which is a slightly sort of fractured fairy tale version um, of Cinderella, which I, you know, I liked Twice Charmed. Um, I wasn't as in love with it as I was with Tangled. Although I will say this, the performers on these ships are amazing. I live, you know, pretty close to New York City. I go in, I see shows pretty frequently. I go to the theater a lot. I'm an old sort of theater girl myself. These performers are phenomenal. And some of these performances, particularly like the stepmother and stepsisters um, in Twice Charmed, they really were just incredible. So the, yeah, they were the great. quality of their performances is really amazing. Yeah. And we noticed, um, you know, of course, the same cast in different roles throughout the, the week. But sometimes you just couldn't tell, were they in the other show or were they not? Like everybody was had such a unique role in each individual show. It was amazing. Um, and then the, the last show that um, we saw was the uh, Disney Dreams which is one of their signature shows. Um, I think it's on just about every ship still. Um, but this was an updated version that included some songs from Frozen. Uh, what else did it include songs from um, that I had not seen before? I think I it think may that. have been just Frozen I hadn't seen before. But it's always fun to see the Frozen because, of course, every child in the audience absolutely loses their mind. Um which, you know, it's that's the power of Disney movies, right? They just – I'm sorry. I'm resisting the urge to make a let it go joke. <laughs> just, yeah. I can't help it. All right. Um, and then, of course, on other ships, um, Heather, tell us a little bit about sort of the signature shows on some of the other ships. Okay. Well, um, let's see. When was the last time I've been – so the fantasy was the last one that I've been on. Um, and, you know – I feel bad. <laughs> My favorite show they took away, actually, um, which was Golden Mickey's. Um, and I, the reason I love this is just because I'm a ham. And so the first time I saw it, I was walking into um, 
into the theater and it was just as the show was about to start and all of the performers uh, you grabbed me and put me on the red carpet as if I was a movie star going to the show. And it's just, it's things like that where they kind of bring you into the performance that you just never forget. And this was years ago, the first time I saw this show. So that's one of my favorites. And um, for anyone that may have not seen it, The Golden Mickeys is um, really like an award show. So as if Disney characters are being presented with an Oscar and it's it's really really cute and so they they, it's in a whole award show format and you know they go through um the categories and the the characters come up and they it's just it's this adorable little show I love Golden Mickey's. That's a fantastic one. And that one I think is currently on the dream and the wonder. So that's, that's the other nice thing. It's like not every show is on every ship. And so I think that really helps give the individual ships, you know, their own character and their own flair and their own feel, um, which is one of the things I think that Disney Cruise Line just does really, really well. So, uh, all right. Anything else? So we've talked about the food, we've talked about the entertainment, we've talked about sort of some of the activities that are available on board. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Sharla, we have to talk about the crafts because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as all cruises, they have a plethora of activities uh, to do. And as you listeners to the show know, uh, Sarah is self-proclaimed not a crafty person. Understatement of the century. <laughs> I was looking at the um, the navigator, the personal navigator that you get each night uh, for the next day, and I said, oh, they have 3D crafts, and it's the Hatbox Ghost, which I love the Hatbox Ghost, so let's go make these little 3D crafts, and Sarah said, okay, I'll make a craft. I'll go with you, because I'm a good friend. That's the type of person that Sarah is. I don't think I actually <laughs> said, because I'm a good friend. Uh, that, I, think I, I heard, I heard okay, that. Okay, I'll make a craft. I definitely heard it that way. <laughs> it's possible the undertone is there. Um, yeah. So we went, and what you get is a little piece of paper and or um, and some scissors, and then you cut out your, it had the Hatbox Ghost printed out. And they, I've done this before with Olaf. Um, they had a cruise ship model as well. Um, but we go out and uh, we cut our little Hatbox Ghost. And then you fold it. You cut it along the lines and then you fold it along the lines. And they give you little glue. Um, and you glue it all yeah, together. Yeah, little blue spots, which actually were, I, yeah, uh, like almost dots. might have They're, been harder yeah. to work with, I think, than had they just given us Elmer's. <laughs> like. I know, right? Um, anyway, it was it was very cute, and um, it, it was it was so fun to do. Um, the unfortunate thing about them is that they are very fragile, and neither of ours made it home in one piece. So I can't even post a photo for you guys to see. Um, but they were absolutely adorable. The Hatbox Ghost, when he had his little cane, and he had his uh, head and his lantern in the other hand, and it was we had a really good time doing that. So those. That's one of the one of the many activities they have for people of all ages. They were mostly adults in that particular <laughs> crafting class. Yeah. Well, and actually, there was mostly adults on board the ship, so we should talk about that. Yes, the ship was true. only about seventy percent sold, from what we understood, and there was only this. This is going to sound like a large number, but it's really not for a Disney Cruise Line sh- ship. There was less than three hundred kids on board, um, mm-hmm. which meant that we really we hardly saw any children at all. <laughs> on our cruise, which is yeah. unusual for sure. And the ones that we did see were definitely trying to swim in the frigid pool. Yes. So. <laughs> Kids will swim in anything. What is that? 
Yeah. 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 All right. So I think that's pretty much it. Heather, did we miss anything? Did we did we not talk about anything you wanted us to talk about? Well, you didn't talk about my favorite things on a Disney cruise, which are the adults only beverage seminars. Did you guys get to do any of those? Oh, um, no, we didn't do any of those. So I it varies from cruise to cruise and just depends on what the the beverage manager wants to do. But it's basically about an hour or so, sometimes two hours long, uh, educational classes about different spirits. So I've done a martini tasting, a margarita tasting. My my current favorite is the champagne and chocolate pairing. And um, mm. your daily navigator will let you know which ones they'll be offering that day. There's usually two or three every day. And you can just go down to guest services or call the phone number from your wave phone provided um, and sign up for it. And they're usually between $15 and $30 a person, but it's a really nice, relaxing way to spend an afternoon. You get to sit in one of the lounges on board the ship and you just, you actually learn a lot about the different spirits. And then, you know, you'll walk away maybe with a recipe for a drink you want to try. So it's, those are a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Now, I really hope that there's no recipe online for the creme brulee martini that I experienced on board oh, because yes. no good comes of me knowing how to make that. Yeah. Sarah always says, I'm not much of a drinker, but then I had the creme brulee martini and I'm going to have another one of those tomorrow. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. T- to be fair, I, I think through my entire cruise I had on a seven night cruise, I, I consumed four yes. cocktails. Yes. <laughs> so. I think that still pretty puts puts me pretty low on the range. Of- yeah. Well, they um, that's now, one thing to mention I- is there's Disney Cruise Line is of course very family friendly, but they have a full bar in every restaurant. They have many bars um, all over the ship, but it it's definitely not a party atmosphere like like some places. But there's definitely places to get drinks, and you're not going to be lacking in alcoholic beverages if you if you want those beverages. No, not at all. Um, or non-alcoholic beverages because Disney Cruise Line is one of the few cruise lines that does not charge um, for soda and soft drinks. There are drink stations on its deck nine on the Magic and the Wonder and deck 11, I think, on the Dream and the Fantasy mm-hmm. where you can get, um, you know, Coke, Diet Coke, ginger ale, you know, uh, I think there was a juice option as well, coffee, hot cocoa. Um, those things are all available to you free of charge in most locations, which was really, really yep. nice. And 24 hours too. Yep, exactly. All right. So I think we're definitely, don't worry, we will be revisiting Disney Cruise Line in many future podcasts. But for now, that was our recent experience. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. All right. Um, Charlotte, thanks for cruising with me. And Heather, next time you're coming. I better be. All three of us, we're going. Let's go. Done. Done. Okay. All right. So that wraps it up for this week's episode of Disney Park Princess Podcast. Uh, You can follow us on social media. And please, if you're enjoying the show, help us out. You can review us on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes. You can follow us on Instagram at uh, Dis Park Princess. You can follow us on Twitter at Disney Park Prin 1. You can find us on Facebook at Disney Park Princess. And if you are interested, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon com slash Disney Park Princess. Uh, you can join us at the $2 a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month level. And uh, there are different perks that are associated with each one. Um, we actually just recorded, 
at, at the $5 a month level, you get um, access to sometimes occasional deleted content. So we, in, in, in doing all of our sound checks, we've got a lot of deleted content. So you might get some of those soon. And in fact, those of you who are um, supporting us at the $10 a month level just got our first email with your exclusive tips. <clears throat> and this month's email was exclusive tips for visiting the Food and Wine Festival. So um, you can check us out there as well. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you.